Hey Trekkies, before the episode starts, I do want to apologize because I repeatedly call Marcus 3, Marcus 5, which is kind of embarrassing, so I am very sorry about that error. And with that out of the way, enjoy the show. Hello fellow Trekkies, welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Chris Fox and this is the show where I yell at you about all things Star Trek for your amusement so I'm not irritating my friends and family by going on and on about this fantastic franchise. A few weeks ago, I talked about Captain Archer and why I thought he was the most reckless of the Starfleet captains. Today, I want to do a similar thing and talk about Captain Kirk and explain why I think he is the most negligent of the Starfleet captains. To help make things make more sense, I'm going to give a few examples of instances where he was very negligent, and I'm also going to give two reasons that I think contribute to him being that way. But before we get started with all of that, as usual, get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of coffee, get a cup of tea, maybe some iced tea if you want to pull the Captain Archer maneuver, and brace for impact because things are going to get nerdy. Captain Kirk. Let's talk about Captain Kirk for a little bit. He's an amazing captain, obviously. He's legendary, obviously. And, well, he's Captain Kirk. So, really, what can you say about Captain Kirk? Well, I do think that while I think he is obviously an amazing captain, and as I said, he's legendary, he's achieved so many important things for the Federation, Uh, he's brave, he's charming, he's loyal, he's super action-y, even if it does look ridiculous because, after all, it was the 60s, and him fighting Krug on... Genesis was kind of cheesy, but you know, he's super active and super action-y. So all of that is awesome. But unfortunately, he is also the most negligent of the Starfleet captains that we've come to know and love. Before I kind of explain why I think he's that way, I want to give a few examples that I think make him negligent, or at least that demonstrate his negligence. Now, there's so many examples that I can pull from, and again, not to say that every single episode is him being negligent, but there are a number of times where he makes some questionable decisions and doesn't really follow through with them. The one example that I think is a must-talk about is the episode Galileo 7, or rather it's just called Galileo 7. And in case you don't know every episode off by heart because you actually have a life, that's the one where Spock and McCoy and Scotty and a bunch of other random people get stranded on a planet and they have to survive and get back up to the ship and the Enterprise is trying to find them and everybody's freaking out. And there's this other bad guy of the episode whose name is Commissioner Ferris who is there to make sure that Kirk leaves the planet on time and gets to this other planet, Marcus 5, to deliver some much-needed medicines and uh, treatments for a space plague that is going on. So all of that is going on. And yes, Ferris is kind of a jerk, but Ferris really isn't the bad guy. As you might remember, a lot of 
well, actually not just a lot, but everything that happens in the episode happens because Kirk says, ah, there's a quasar there. Uh, uh, Spock, why don't you and some other people go and, uh, you know, take your shuttlecraft and, you know, take a look at the quasar, do some scans, do some studies, get all the science stuff and just, you know, bring us back uh, some good information. Ferris raises concerns and says, hey, Kirk, you know, we got to get to Marcus because we need to deliver those medications and those medicines. So we kind of shouldn't be doing this right now. But then Kirk points out that, well, yes, it's important, but he has standing orders to investigate all quasars. So he does his thing, sends everybody off, and then... You know, the shuttlecraft crew is doing their thing. They're pressing the button. Sounds are, you know, being made. And people are saying sciencey things. But then stuff goes wrong and they crash. And they crash because of the quasar was, you know, doing some space stuff. I can't remember the exact reason, but it was causing interference. Just call it interference. And it caused them to crash. And so for the whole episode he's trying to find his crew members his crewmen are trying to stay safe and stay alive and ferris is going on about a deadline that you can't be looking forever because you got to get moving you got to get to marcus and so you kind of feel for captain kirk like ah that sucks like it's his whole crew like why why is ferris being so mean but really it's Kirk's fault because Kirk didn't have to investigate the quasar at that time. What he could have done is just said, oh, there's a quasar here. Let's go to Marcus. Let's deliver the, the medicines. And then we'll come back and we'll we'll do all the science stuff that we need to do. But no, instead, he didn't do that. He said, ah, I'm just going to do it anyways, even though we need to get to Marcus. And he does make the point that, yes, we do have a lot of time. But still, it's a little bit careless and so he, you know, tries to find them and keeps saying to Ferris, don't worry, Ferris, I know how much time we have left. The minute we need to go, we will go. So the minute that I need to go, he doesn't go. Well, he sort of does, but he, you know, gives an order, which is like, all right, let's let's uh, get out of orbit and go to Marcus, but let's do it very slowly so that we could maybe see if, if if the shuttlecraft is out there or something like that. So it's kind of irresponsible that he just you know decides to to put that to put the science ahead of the actual mission and if he were to avoid all of that, then they would have been fine. They could have come back as I said and they could have done the quasar and they could have explored everything they need to explore. So that's one example, a little bit frustrating. But there's another episode that I think is even more problematic than that, and that is A Taste of Armageddon. And that's the one where there's two planets that are at war with each other, but instead of actually using real weapons, they are fighting a simulated war. So each planet has a supercomputer, and that computer will then launch fake attacks, which the other computer will then look at those attacks and say, okay, this is what the attack is, in real life, if this were to happen, this is how many people would die. And then the computer generates a fake casualty list. And then people that are identified as casualties have to report to a disintegration chamber where they can die. So, yeah, that's a little bit bleak. 
and Kirk comes down and, you know, he does his whole Kirk thing and realizes this is not a good way to go and decides to destroy that computer so they can't respond to the attacks and basically says, hey, you guys have made this way too comfortable. It's too neat and tidy. You got to just stop and actually fight a real war or at least be afraid of a real war so that you actually work with the other planet so that you can find a peaceful solution. And his idea is brilliant in theory. I think it's a fantastic example of creative thinking. It really relates to a lot of stuff that, you know, we think about in conflict resolution. But the problem is he unilaterally decides to do that without consulting with anyone, not Ambassador Fox. And that's kind of cool that his name's Ambassador Fox, although everything is kind of his fault. I don't love the fact that his name is Ambassador Fox, but it's still cool to have a fox on Star Trek because that's my last name. But he doesn't even consult with Ambassador Fox to say, hey, what do you think of this plan? Do you think this is a good idea? And he definitely does not consult with Starfleet. He doesn't say, hey, Starfleet, what do you think of this plan? Here's what I'm planning to do. And I know that there were communication problems and things were going on. So maybe he didn't have time to, you know, send a transmission to Starfleet Command to get permission to do what he was going to do. But it's still problematic that he just made that decision unilaterally without really discussing with anyone. And at the end of the episode, he leaves Ambassador Fox there to help the two planets negotiate and um, actually come to some sort of agreement with each other. Which makes sense because, yeah, it's Ambassador Fox and that would be, that's part of his job. But I really don't know if Kirk actually reported to Starfleet and said, hey, Starfleet, this is what I've done. You might want to send another team to go help Ambassador Fox to get the ball rolling and just to make sure everything goes smoothly. But to me, it's problematic because he just took a big gamble, didn't ask anyone for any kind of approval and didn't really talk to anyone about his plan, but then just just decided to do it. And I, again, I really don't know if there was any sort of team that followed up with Ambassador Fox. I mean, maybe he called some people in Starfleet to get some more assistance, but it just seems like that was kind of uh, not great of Kirk. And for him to not really report it is a problem. But I could be wrong about this. Maybe this isn't such a big issue with that episode because maybe he you know, could have actually reported to Starfleet and we just never got to see it because it was off screen, which is very possible. It's also possible, as I said, that maybe Ambassador Fox hailed Starfleet himself and said, hey, can you send some, you know, some specialists over to the planet so we can get this going and I can get some more support. So that's all very possible. To me, it seems a bit careless, a little bit negligent on his part. But the big episode that I think is the definition of Kirk being negligent, or rather the base example of it, is the episode Space Seed. And now I did actually talk about this in my previous podcast a couple of weeks ago, where I talked about why I liked uh, some of the things in the J.J. movies a little bit better, namely with Kirk taking responsibility for his actions. And so I did touch on the Wrath of Khan, but I do want to elaborate on that just because I think it's so worthy of discussion because it really is Kirk's biggest failure and absolutely says this man is negligent to a point where someone should have said, hey, we love you, Kirk. We think you're amazing, but we're going to have to discipline you for your actions in this. Okay, sorry, Kirk, but we got to do it. 
Now, Space Hate, as you might remember, is the episode that introduced us to Khan. And it's a fantastic episode. Definitely a classic. I love it. Always love rewatching it. There's some problematic things with uh, with how the women behave in that episode and how they're written, and it's very cringy. But if you take that and you put it to the side, it's a very good episode. But the problem is the way Kirk handles the situation. So Kirk being Kirk finds himself and his crew at the mercy of the evil Khan. And so he finds a way of dealing with that. He's clever. He scissor kicks him a number of times or scissor chokes him and then uses a really weird plastic thingy to to bash him over the back, which is a little strange, but it's Star Trek. It's the 60s. I get it. It's kind of fun to watch. So he saves the day, which is fantastic. But what does Kirk decide to do? He decides to maroon Khan and his crew on a random planet. And he thinks it's a great idea because, well, Khan wants to lead. And Khan even says, I'd rather rule in hell than serve in heaven or something along those lines. And the planet itself is full of life, so it's going to be harsh. But there's a good chance that Khan and his crew can survive. And he thinks that's a brilliant trade-off and a brilliant solution. Everybody's happy. And, you know, Kirk actually leaves Khan on fairly good terms. And they're both kind of, yeah, we respect each other. We may not like each other, but we respect each other. And Kirk and crew fly away. And the day is saved. Everybody's happy. So we as the viewers, without having seen Wrath of Khan, would probably assume that, oh, well, Kirk definitely reported all of that. And we didn't, obviously, we're not going to see the report, but it happened off screen. And so Starfleet knows that Khan is on this planet and that, you know, maybe people should check up on him to see how he's doing. We assume that. And when that episode came out in 66, I want to say, maybe it was 67, I don't know exactly. So for 15 years, all fans assumed that, hey, Khan's fine, he's doing his thing. Kirk did all the proper paperwork and followed up with all the proper people he was supposed to follow up with so that Starfleet knew that Khan was there and did definitely check up on him. But in Wrath of Khan, we find out that Kirk didn't do any of that. He didn't tell Starfleet about Khan. No one followed up with him. No one checked on Khan. No one bothered to make sure that Khan was doing okay to the point where Khan in Wrath of Khan says, hey, look, uh, our planet was laid to waste and, you know, we can't really survive here, but no one bothered to check up on us. And it was only six months after we got here. So, yeah, I'm upset with Kirk and yeah, I want to go kill him. And when you watch the movie, you kind of realize that, oof, you know what? Khan might have been a bad guy. But Khan was in the right. I don't mean that Khan should have killed everyone, but Khan had a pretty good reason to be upset. So you can easily say that everybody that died in Wrath of Khan and everybody that dies in Church for Spock is all Kirk's fault. All of that stuff happened because Kirk never bothered to say to Starfleet, hey, I did this thing. You might want to go check up on Khan and make sure that he's doing okay. 
So that's really problematic. When you consider all the people that died, you consider that one captain committed suicide, his best friend sacrificed himself, his son eventually gets killed, all the Genesis scientists get killed, except for for Carol, but they all die, and yeah, it's all Kirk's fault. So that's problematic. So with those instances that I'm talking about, I really do think that Kirk is the most negligent of the star fleet captains. Now that we have examples that illustrate his negligence, the next question that we need to ask is why? Why is he that way? What makes him that way? And there's not a lot of like hard evidence that I could really point to to say, okay, this is why Kirk behaves the way he does. But I do have two factors that I think contribute to this. One, I think he just doesn't like authority. He is constantly snubbing authority in the series. And a lot of the times he's right to do so because a lot of times you're dealing with crazy captains or crazy admirals or crazy commodores who are just causing trouble and just making horrible decisions because either they're afraid or if they've been traumatized like in the Doomsday Machine or they've just gone a little bit crazy like Captain Tracy in the episode, why can't I think of it? Uh, the Omega Directive. No, sorry, not the Omega Directive. That's Voyager, the Omega Glory. That was a very long pause. I apologize. But yes, Captain Tracy from the Omega Glory. So those are all episodes where, yeah, he was right to kind of sub authority, even though Captain Tracy wasn't really higher ranked than him. But there's lots of times where, you know, he's in the right for saying, hey, you admirals out there, you're being a little crazy. Stop. You're incompetent. I'm taking over. I'm boss. So that's all well and good. But it just seems to be that it's just so ingrained in him that he just makes decisions because he doesn't want to get approval from the authority or he just wants to stub authority and say and do the opposite of what he's being told just because he wants to rebel. Like, for example, with Commissioner Ferris, I truly feel like he doesn't care about quasars. Maybe he does a little bit, but I don't think Kirk is a scientist. He's not as excited about, ooh, a quasar and other random space phenomena as, say, Spock is. He's curious about it when it impacts him in the sense that when it's going to destroy the entire galaxy, like in some of the other episodes. But a lot of times I don't see him as just the kind of guy that go out and say, hey, you know, that's a pretty cool quasar. Let's go take a look at it. So I really feel like in that episode, he was just telling Ferris, oh, I have to go to the Quasar thing just because he wanted to kind of go to Ferris and stick his tongue out and go, na 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 I don't like you because you're authority, so I'm going to rebel against you, and I'm not going to do what you say because you want me to do it. And I don't mean to make him sound that petty, but that's kind of my anti-authority voice that I've come up with just now. But I get the feeling that he just wanted to do it just to kind of tell Ferris what he really thought and just was like, well, Ferris wants me to go to Marcus. I'm not going to do that because I don't like authority. So that's one example. But it just, to me, seems all throughout the series that he's just constantly rubbing up against authority and just sticking his tongue out at it. And so, yeah, maybe he doesn't want to always report into Starfleet. He doesn't want to ask for permission. He wants to ask for forgiveness and just says, well, Starfleet's not here. I'm going to do whatever I want because I don't want to have to get approval. And they might say no. So I'm just going to do my thing. 
And he does it. And for the most part, he's successful. But then, as we see in instances like A Space Seed and The Wrath of Khan, his decisions really do come back to bite him. So that's one possibility, or rather one factor. I think the other factor is that he was a bit like Archer in the sense that he had a lot more free reign than, say, Captain Picard did. I always feel like Captain Picard was checked up on a little bit more than Kirk, and not because Captain Picard was doing a bad job, but it just felt like Picard's mission was a bit more structured, especially since he was the flagship, and so there was people keeping an eye on what he was doing a lot more, whereas I feel like with the original series, it was all like, okay, Kirk, you got your ship, go and explore, do what you want to do, Come back. Don't forget to say hello. You know, let us know what you're doing. But uh, yeah, but go do your thing. So I feel like, yeah, he wasn't quite as supervised as Picard was. And with that, he had free reign to kind of do whatever he wanted when he wanted to do it. A lot like Archer, when Archer really didn't even have Starfleet to breathe down his neck to check up on him beyond the odd uh, reports and, um, you know, subspace calls back to Earth. So I kind of feel like, yeah, those two things, the fact that he doesn't like authority and is constantly challenging it, a lot of times, again, he's in the right because a lot of the people in authority are not doing good things or are causing real problems for the crew or for Starfleet in general. But yeah, it's a repeated behavior. And then second, he just seems to have free reign and Starfleet doesn't seem to follow up with him as much. And he is given a lot more latitude in his mission compared to someone like Picard. So I think when you combine those two factors, you do kind of inherently get someone who is more negligent than the other captains. Again, I do want to say I love Captain Kirk. I think he's fantastic. He's not my favorite captain, but I love him because, well, he's Captain Kirk and he is legendary. But, you know, problematic. But what do you think? Do you agree with me that Captain Kirk is the most negligent of the captains? Or do you think that title belongs to someone else? Let me know. Also, let me know what you think of the podcast. What are you liking? What are you not liking? What do I need to improve? I do need that feedback because ultimately I want to make a show that you enjoy listening to. And on that note, and in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I shall see you out there. That away.